Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a new story on the theme of power, culture, or the future. Handpicked from theoutline.com. I'm your host, James T. Green, and this is The Dispatch. Romo to Harry Schaefer. In regards to Mrs. Padgett's account, contact her and The future. In the news, most people have heard that Vice President Mike Pence, who's the head of the National Space Council, uh, is bringing about the Space Force. Freelance writer, Carolyn Haskins. He announced that by 2020, we're going to have some form of a space-dedicated military branch. So what exactly that's going to mean, it's still kind of unclear, but I think it draws to mind larger questions about the motivations that we have about going to space, who's going to benefit, and what kind of language you're using to talk about that. Because historically, most people refer to going to the moon or Mars, or at least the people leading these ventures as uh, colonies. And the act is called, you know, the colonization of the moon, the colonization of Mars. And those terms, they're basically treated by the people saying them as being interchangeable with, with settlements or with exploration. And the bottom line is that, you know, based off of very clear historical context, they're not. There are words that are completely defined by, you know, the violent genocidal acts that were used to colonize, you know, the New World and the Americas, and which, you know, ultimately resulted in the genocide of millions of people. The fact that this language is sort of being sanitized and used strategically in order to get people behind a nationalist agenda to get sort of territory in space, I think is telling and worth talking about. Yeah, I find it really interesting that, you know, America and a lot of these countries that are known as colonizers right. have such a messy history with this, but then continue to use these words. Like, why do you think this is happening? I feel like part of the problem is that if you're going to address colonies and colonization for what they truly mean, then that draws attention to really ugly but true and unignorable aspects of American history. John F. Kennedy, when he was sort of pitching America that we should go to the moon and Mars, he was using this language of drawing to the stories of colonizers, which, you know, anyone who's been in like elementary school and learned the history of the pilgrims, we we were never taught to see them as colonizers from a, from a young age. We were taught that they made friends with indigenous people that ultimately mm. ended up being murdered. I mean, look at Disney's Pocahontas. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's It's sanitized because, you know, people are always hesitant to draw attention from something that could invalidate or undermine the values that people are taught about why a country has the right to exist. And those are sort of larger questions at play here. And when you're talking about wanting to expand nationalist power, it seems like strategically it makes sense that you would want to continue to perpetuate that myth of, you know, the heroic colonizer or the adventurer who steals land from other people. You mentioned stealing land from other people, but it's like, we don't know if there's other life out there. I feel like, you know, some people could, you know, make the argument that we don't know if there's life on the moon or Mars. And personally, I'd argue that's really not that relevant. The larger, more tangible consequences that are going to come around from funding these multi-billion dollar trips to the moon and Mars 
are going to be that tax revenue that could be directed towards social programs or developing sustainable forms of energy and affordable housing are being pushed toward ventures where a very small number of people benefit. And these are people who are the top 1% white men who have always sort of benefited from these systems of oppression in the first place and have always had an economic benefit in the United States, you know? Why do you think, like, these billionaires and, to be honest, like, these white men are so obsessed with space? The thing Mm -hmm. that I think of is, like, is it a race to be the first to take over? You know, like, to find something new to own? There's, you know, that, the fact that they seem to have inadequately addressed their own history and seen the history of colonization for what it really is. There's also the fact that there is potentially huge economic gains to come around from privately funded space ventures, a huge amount of nationalistic power. And if you're trying to bolster this sense of national pride, then that's arguably strategically to direct attention away from more serious social problems that are happening within countries and more serious forms of inequality the fewer people that are involved, the larger gains for those people. We're talking about all these people that are, quote-unquote, colonizing Mars, but, I mean, are there folks that are trying to stop this before it becomes too late? The problem is that the people that are in power right now um, and the people that have been in power previously, you know, this was something that was under the Obama administration too, space and funding space ventures is seen as sort of this bipartisan issue that people aren't really addressing critically. And then people who are just sort of naturally interested in space see it as this good thing just because they're curious. But there's a lot more going on. When you're supporting these space ventures, that also means you're supporting these multi-billion dollar corporations that are looking to extract resources and make massive amounts of profit and possibly get tax cuts that wouldn't even benefit the rest of the people in a country. Um, And when you're talking about leaders who want to sort of bring attention to something cool that you're doing in outer space, then that's, you know, sort of a convenient distraction from any other forms of corruption or problems in your administration. That kind of leaves us at like a kind of sticky place because like, Mm -hmm. what's the solution here? Like, is it is it even possible to ethically explore life beyond Earth? It's something that I've been thinking about a lot. You know, I think that it's important to differentiate between scientific ventures and privately funded ventures. But, you know, even a lot of research through NASA is exploring how long or the long-term effect of people being in space. Why would you need to explore that? unless you were planning on using this data to potentially put other people on the moon or Mars for long periods of time. So it's sort of this delicate balance. And, you know, I think that there's things to be said about understanding, you know, our larger place in the universe, but is there currently an ethically sound way to do so? I'm I'm not entirely sure. That was freelance writer Carolyn Haskins. Thanks, Carolyn. Thank you. So I said freelance writer, not future intern. And that's because Carolyn has ended her internship here at The Outline. Single teardrop is yeah. running down my face right now. I'll say the office is a lot less full of pickles, I will say. Yeah, I made sure I ate them all before I left. <laughs> so what's next? 
I'm getting ready for the school year, um, and I'm potentially going to be, you know, continuing to do some freelance work for the outline. So keep an eye out for this byline. <laughs> well, we'll make sure to like keep our ears and eyes out for more information about climate change and space and weird animals and. Exactly. If you happen to love any of those beats, uh, hit me up. <laughs> Send me tips about lizards. Uh, so, how can people find you on the internet? Um, so my Twitter is Caroline H A underscore, and yeah, if you want to find my email, it's in my Twitter handle. I mean, my Twitter bio. <laughs> I know words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Outline World Dispatch is produced and hosted by me, James C. Green. Our music is courtesy of APM, and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagarmarsino. I'm James C. Green. See you later. Thank you.